Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back into the Outdoor Show, part two. Glad to have you with us. Got some fishing reports coming up. Also, your text messages. And uh, we're going to talk more about this question of do squirrels float when they hit the water. Got a lot of different opinions coming in. We'll catch those up for you. Did want to cover a couple of bills that are going to be going forward in this year's legislature. Uh, One of these is House Bill 40, which this is pretty interesting. This, to take it out of the legalese and just kind of get right down to the brass tacks of it, what this would do would allow any person who has their private property restored through coastal restoration projects that they would, with public funds, they would have to ensure that public recreational boating and fishing access to the waterways in that restored land be open to the public. Pretty interesting. It's House Bill number 40. I believe that's Sherman Mack is the author of that, the representative, and uh, he represents District 6, 13, and 18. So you might want to keep an eye on that one. There's also another bill from Representative McCormick that would allow concealed carry uh, by any citizen that is legally uh, approved to carry a firearm or own a firearm, to carry it concealed without a permit. That's going to be another pretty interesting uh, bill that goes before the legislature. Right, I did want to update you on our opinion poll. We've been asking waterfowl hunters uh, several questions, and uh, this, this uh, poll is going to be up, oh, I think for a few more days we'll probably keep it up, and maybe we'll end it uh, at the beginning of March or in the first week. But at any rate, we're asking you, and here's the results, uh, asking you about your seasons recently in waterfowl. 2% said they've had an outstanding season. We don't need to change anything. Another 2% said they've had average seasons, no regulation changes needed. Then uh, below average season, we need changes is 6%. 5% said it's the worst season they've ever had. We need to change the dates and the regulations, and 85% say that the state of waterfowl in Louisiana is in a crisis mode and we need extensive, drastic regulation and day changes. So you add those up, that's 85%. 96% of the people responding to this think we need some changing of the regulations and dates. And we're going to talk a lot more about that uh, in our 8 to 9 o'clock hour on a show called More Outdoors, which if you go to the radio.com app, it's a live stream program. And Josh Goins of the Flyway Federation is going to join me. and We're going to talk more in detail about some of the, the problems and some of the potential cures to help restore what, obviously, if you if the people's opinion is uh, there's real problems with our waterfowl population. And if there's anything that we can do about it, and we're going to actually take a look back at what's been done in, in recent history of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission 
as far as trying to get those uh, seasons back to what we once enjoyed here in Sportsman's Paradise. All right, the question we're asking um, about squirrels, do they float? Because a lot of people like to hunt, not a lot, but it's, it's a good way to hunt them. You paddle along real quietly. You don't make any noise, and you shoot them in the trees above on the banks. Here's one that says they definitely float, but I did lose one years ago to a snapper. I guess it means a alligator snapping turtle when he floated up against the bank of a small creek. That's from Doug. Another one says if they're dead when they hit the water, they float tail up. If alive, they drown in sink. Here's one that says um, Daniel. He's listening to us in Alabama. They sink like a rock tied to a brick. Here's one that says I guess they float because rabbits float when you shoot them in the water after the dogs have been chasing them. And here's Jeff Jordan. He says, I know fox squirrels float. Don't know about the little gray squirrels. Another text says, no, they sink. Another one says, yes, they float. Another one says, they're floaters. What is it? Do they really float when you shoot them? Well, you can go up and uh, scoop them with a net or pick them up, or do they sink to the bottom and you lose the squirrel if it hits the water? We're going to talk more about hunting from a kayak and fishing from a kayak with uh, one of our field reporters, Eric Mahabarak. That's coming up soon. But right now we're going to take a three-minute pause. and we come back, we'll have Captain Mike Gallo joining us to give us a report on Lakes Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, Chef area, Brigalese, all those areas to the east right after this time. All right, so here the that squirrels float well. Turn up the heat and stir the onions and peppers around. you got to love this audience, huh? the creativity they show. All right, it's time for the Mike Gallo Fishing Report. It is a presentation of CETO, the guys and girls that offer fuel drops whenever and wherever you need it. Tow you in 24-7. It'll get you jump-started and offer that peace of mind. Even on these very low, low tides like today, you'll know that rescue if you're stuck is just one call away. $179 a year will get you a membership. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or he will sign you up online at CETO.com. All right, let's uh, bring in one Captain Mike Gallo and find been fishing and what his plans for the weekend are. Hello, Captain Mike. What's going on? Good morning, Don. How are you? Well, um, uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. Things aren't too bad. How's the fishing been well, since we the Mardi Gras holiday and a front pass through? It has been very difficult to get out with all of the wind. Today is the better day of the week. And uh, lots of low water, lots of dirty water, but we'll be looking around. We'll be in the Mistigo area. That's a, a large area with deep water and uh, lots of grass. So the grass will help keep the water clean. And there'll be a lot of hunting and pecking today. And we find an area that we see some mullet jumping and some birds. That'll give us an idea that's some bait in the area. And that'll be our first area to give it a try and see what we can do. So uh, your main target going to be trout or reds and oh, whatever? Yeah, main target will be fish. Um, you know, we'll see what is given to us. Probably be some bass mixed in there as well. But uh, that would be, you know, take what, the, what you can get on a, on a day like today after a week like this week. You know, Mike, uh, Robbie was talking about that, that fresh water from the Pearl coming through the Wrigley's and, I mean, inundating things even way down there near Shell Beach. It's got to be impacting the fishing right there in your immediate area. How bad is that river water? Well, you certainly can see the, you know, the stained water, and you do have to get relatively deep into the marsh 
where you start seeing some clearer water. Um, I don't even bother. It's been like this probably three weeks or better. So I don't even bother with much of the local area. Just cut straight across uh, if I have the wind allow me to cut across Lake Pontchartrain into the Chef and down the intercoastal waterway heading towards the Mr. Go. Generally, when you get past, I would say, uh, Bayou Thomas, you start seeing the water clear up somewhat if you're following the shoreline of Lake Bourne. If you, if you stay in the intercoastal waterway, it's stained all the way to the wall itself. Once you get down to the wall, you can hook a left and head towards Shell Beach and, you know, like I say, watch the water, watch the bait. I kind of hug the shoreline on the uh, northern side of the Mr. Go where there's more grass than rocks and um, look for bait. As soon as I see some mullet or some birds, I don't have to see birds diving. Birds can be simply sitting or in the area, um, seagulls or cranes, herring, any type of bird that feeds on thin fish, you know, in the water, and I'll use those type of areas to, to, as a pointer, give me an idea that there's some bait in the area, and we'll give it a stop, try some popping corks, try some tight lining down the bottom, and, you know, sort of eliminate dead water. If you don't catch anything there, you, you might want to move further down where you can find a little more current and look for the same, same scenario. You always want to have clean water and bait. Maybe the water moving a little bit better will be uh, more in your favor because it's it's not tremendously cold water. Water temperatures are in the high 50s, so that doesn't really restrict you very much as to what species you're trying to target. And just piece the puzzle together and see what you can find. And as soon as you find something, you want to stick with it and try to duplicate it in other areas. Mike, some of the uh, areas are reporting a little problem in, in getting live shrimp. If someone's uh, counting on live shrimp at the Slidell or the Chef area marinas this morning, well, they're going to be disappointed, or is live bait available? I, I haven't heard of any live bait. Generally, they give me a call. I did not get a call this week. I would think with the Mardi Gras holiday and then nothing but when, Wednesday through Friday, probably didn't have many shrimpers go out. So that's what I would think, not any shrimp. Uh, we're throwing plastics and, you know, dead bait. If we if we really strike out with the plastics, then we'll try some deep holes in the bayous and turns and intersections. And, you know, then the strategy changes. You'll probably be looking for freshwater catfish, some sheepheads, some drum, maybe some redfish. Got it. Mike, if somebody wants to check on fishing date availability and accommodations at the Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge, they can find you at aaofla.com. i got a link on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and if they want to use the old telephone number and give you a call, what's the, what's the best way to get you? Very simple. The number is 985-781-7811. Mike, are you seeing that same beautiful sunrise I'm getting ready to see here? It, it's been peaking for a long time. It is a beautiful sunrise this morning. Glad to see the clouds clear out. So um, yep. looking for a bluebird type of day. All righty. Thank you for the report, Mike. We appreciate it. All right, Don. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Mike Gallo. 
Coming back after this, it's time for our Paddler's Report. Eric Mohabarak is going to join us, and we're going to get to the bottom of this question. Do squirrels float if you shoot them and they fall in the water? Got a lot of opinions on it. Most of them say they do. Got a few say, nope, they sink. We'll be back to talk to Captain Eric and also get a fishing report from Paddlers right after this pause. The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, for you strokers, we have a Paddlers report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Uh, it's a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them located in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, and Baton Rouge. They've got some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Craft. Their website, you can see them all at MasseyOutfitters.com. You also might want to check them out on Facebook. Or just make a visit to the store and check them all out for your latest fishing craft or maybe a hunting craft. Captain Eric Mohabarak joins us now to give us our Paddler's Report, our Paddler's Report, whichever you prefer. Um, We're trying to get to the bottom of this question, Eric. If you're shooting squirrels out of a kayak or a canoe or a P-Rog and they hit the water, do they sink or float? What do you say? I say they float because when you shoot them, the impact expands their lungs like a life preserver. <laughs> well, I say they float. I have shot them in the water yeah. and I pick them up. Uh, rabbits float. I know that. And last yeah. week, I found out quail float. I shot a quail and it fell in the water, and the dog went and instead of retrieving it like a duck, actually pointed it, but it was floating on top of the water. So I think most float. birds and game, uh, they do float. float. So, yeah. Unless they're so full yeah, of holes, they alligator. sink. You know, if you really shoot them up. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit of fishing. Uh, what's been going on? You've been hearing about some sockeling. You know, you can fish those from a kayak. You can, you can, you know, crab from a kayak. You can almost do anything except pull a shrimp trawl. You know, I don't know of anybody except that pulls pull a shrimp trawl kayak, but somebody might. Somebody might. <laughs> don't put it past them with them DYI projects. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've been doing uh well before this front, of course. You know, they were doing pretty decent, and I'm not saying uh, you know. Uh, super limits or anything, but they were getting, you know, 20, you know, per trip, 25 per trip. So I know one person caught, two people caught 37, um, and it, uh, and they did pretty well. Uh, and they were using the little white jigs, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, the little, the little tube jigs, little white ones were seen mm-hmm. the piece of color that was on fire, and it, that was in Des Almonds. Uh, and what they were doing was going along and finding what they call the black water, where they're draining out of the uh, swamp or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. where they do the best at, you know. Um, they wasn't, like like Jeff had said, they wasn't packed up necessarily. It was one here or there, but they did get it. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, at this cold front, they, they done pulled off the banks again and uh, spread out. And, you know, hopefully with this warmer weather coming, things will pick up on that, you know. Now, you got some uh, reports on trout. Yeah, uh, it seems as if the trout really turned on uh, around some areas. Uh, Leeville, right there. Um, you know, I know people have been going out catching some trout. Uh, one, one or two of them have caught limits. Uh, you know, the other ones are just getting nice, nice amounts. You know, fourteen, seventeen fish. You know, uh, no giants, just good fish, good eating size fish. Uh, also down in uh, uh, Myrtle Grove, they they whacked them. Uh, what was it? Uh, day before yesterday, right off the uh, off the bank. Um, with it, so you don't even need to launch the boat. I guess with all that low water, it must have pushed them trout back into that deep deeper water back there in Myrtle Grove, right there by the launch. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, yellow cotton and uh, 
and Tidewater Road. Tidewater Road, you've been getting some, uh, that's San Fernando's been getting some mixed mixed bags of fish with, uh, with you know, reds and, and trout mix. Uh, no limits of, of trout, but, you know, but decent numbers, you know. So uh, it, it, it's good to see that the trout are coming in, you know. Right now I'm actually headed down Highway 1 to go see if I can find some. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, it should be a beautiful day to do it, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you coming out of retirement to get in that kayak and do some squirrel hunting? What's the yeah, I think you know what, I have been I've been needing to do that for a while. Uh, you know, plus uh King Brody's getting a little bit older, it might be time to start taking him out and get him shooting a squirrel, you know, and uh give him a little twenty gauge or something. Get him out mm-hmm. there. But you know the, the squirrel hunting out of those kayaks, it's a whole different ball game than with the uh, with the pierogs because you're hands free. Now, you know, depending right. you've been in them, you, you know, and you know, you can use them for many other things. You know, I know people have shot hogs out of them. Uh, Martha got that deer out of it. You know, um, you know, I know a few other people have got deer also. And uh, it's really and it's quiet. You know, it's a quiet it's a quiet mode of transportation through that through that that swamp. You know? Well, if we've got yeah. some people interested, let us know when the next, uh, you know, the demo day will be scheduled. Yeah, yeah, they do have some coming up. I know, I, I was in the masses yesterday, and I was talking to them, and they they were getting ready to schedule it and post it up. And uh, I just didn't get the dates offhand. It was my fault. I forgot. <laughs> but if they want to know the, the demo days, just call up the store, and they'll be glad to have them. Uh, they also got the, the kayaks still there. They got some some beautiful 360s and there's the new Passport, which is really an affordable kayak. I think it's going for like twelve, thirteen hundred, you know. And it's a, it's a Mirage mm-hmm. drive. It's got a rudder. It's it's a good boat. Very light too. That's so something maybe something the yeah. ladies might want to look at. Yeah, speaking of ladies and kayaks, uh, that's what's running on Bayou Wild TV. The salty chicks. You know, you know most of yeah. them. Yeah, all of them. Nice yeah, I know. I, I know. Yeah, I know them guys. You gotta watch out for them. <laughs> you gotta watch out for them. <laughs> you know? it's a fun yeah, bunch. It's a fun bunch. Hell yeah, they're great. They're great. I love them to death. All of them. They're wonderful. All right, Eric, send us some pictures if you catch some prop down there this morning. Yeah, I, I sure will. Actually, we got the GoPro and all of that working today, so we're gonna uh, see. Why well, it's not mine, but we're gonna see if we can do do with the GoPro, and we'll get some pictures and stuff. I'll send them in to you. All right, Don. Uh, and let us know if somebody uh, how to contact you because you're one of the few kayak charter operations in business. How would they get you? Uh, they can uh, get in touch with me through you, Don the Dubuque Outdoors Guy, or uh, you know on Facebook or Instagram, the Louisiana Kayak Company. Or best way is really just call me five zero four three one three eight two nine two. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next time, Eric. All right. Y'all be good. Thanks. Enjoy your day. Eric Mohamarak, uh, next week we'll have Brendan Bayard in with the panelist report. All right, coming back after this is Bad Boys of the Outdoors time. I'm also going to catch up on some of these text messages. If you'd like to send us one, it's 870-870. We're back right there. All right, we've got some more text messages coming in. Uh, well, we still got them talking about the squirrels. Do they float or sink when you shoot them? Well, we got uh, David Hubble, one of our Alabama listeners. He volunteered. He said he'll shoot some of those raiders in his yard and do a field test in a bucket of water. <laughs> you go ahead, David, if you'd like. By the way, David, uh, we are going to do some experimenting with uh, one of your pepper jelly products today. We're going to do a boudin stuffed pheasant breast wrapped with bacon and glazed with 
pepper jelly from Hummel's Hearth. We'll let you know how that turns out. All right, uh, here's a question. Uh, did wildlife and fisheries have an idea on when they would make speckled trout changes? Thanks. Uh, here's the timeline. Uh, February, they have now completed all of the public hearings. Uh, during the month of March, they'll be taking email comments from uh, concerned sportsmen at the commission. Then the biologists will analyze the data, the input on public hearing, and also go back and look at what the data shows about the potential changes and what they will produce. They will make a final report to the commission, and then the commission will vote on it for a final disposition. I would think this is going to take the entire summer if any changes are brought about, and I think there's a very good chance they will. You're probably looking at October at the earliest before any specific changes. I may be wrong, but just judging from covering wildlife and fisheries and how slowly sometimes these things work, that's, that's my best uh, estimate. All right, here's one. Don, will there be a sportsman show in the Dome this year? I know there are renovations going on there. Please advise. I do not think there is. If there is, I have not heard about it. If anyone does know of one, text me, 870-870. Also hearing from uh, Chris Holmes, one of our fellow Louisiana outdoor writers. Uh, thanks to the Radio.com app, he's listening to Deer Camp in southwest Alabama. They're doing their end-of-season work trip to wrap things up, and he's wishing good luck to all the sportsmen out there this morning. All right, right after this station identification pause, I'll tell you a, a, a Louisiana Saturday morning tradition. It's called Bad Boys of the Outdoors. That story's next after our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Alan Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, after the United States Coast Guard in Venice stopped a Metairie, Louisiana charter captain last Saturday and found him chartering with no proof of liability insurance and not possessing a state guide license. Then on Sunday, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents found Donnie Jackson Jr. chartering again, and upon checking, found his guide license was from 2017 and had not renewed it since. Upon further review, they also noted an altered license date. The 2017 date on his license uh, was made to look like it was from 2019 and did not have the required adequate liability insurance coverage and cited him for second and third charter boat guide violations. If convicted, facing a maximum of $1,900 in fines and up to 120 days in jail, is operator of Tails Up Offshore Guide Service, 31-year-old Donnie Jackson, Jr. of Metairie, Louisiana, a bad boy of the outdoors. Kind of wondering if the possibility they could have maybe been charged with license fraud. Maybe they didn't choose to do so. All right, bad boys in the outdoors, a regular feature. Everybody waits and loves to hear it every every Saturday morning. People being brought to justice that are uh, committing violations with regard to hunting and fishing. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. We come back. Uh, we're going to find out what Ryan Lambert's up to down there at the Cajun Fishing Adventures Harem and see what's going on. We'll be back to do that. And also uh, tell you what's coming up on More Outdoors. We've got two more hours following this one right after. And we talked to Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures down in Plaquemines Parish to give us a report. Captain Ryan, you got a beautiful sunrise this morning. How's things looking down in Plaquemines? It's beautiful today. Uh, not much wind, and, I mean, it's pretty. Wow, it's a pretty day. So. Rivers at sixteen eight, but uh, other than that, we're two inches on the flood stage again, second time this year. But fish are biting, you know, redfish are biting the trout. You know, we have to run for them, go back to yellow cotton, or go toward Lake Washington, or 
or or go all the way to the, towards the Mister Go. But you know, we can get them if we if we got to go run run to get them if somebody wants them that bad. But you know, redfish are, are easy. You know, east side, west side, no problem. This week I went crappie fishing. I went up and yeah, I heard about that. Some monsters too, huh? Yeah, I just sent you a picture of them a little bit ago on your phone. It's uh, the, I tell you what, I, I, the last day I fished in Lake Jordan, I had ten over two pounds, and it's the day after front with the high barometric pressure. I can't believe those fish bit, but we found wow. them on the side view depth finder. We could see the structure down there in the fish, seventeen foot of water, and we pounded them. I mean, that's the biggest chocolate I've caught. I call them cropolays when I'm up there, so I can you know kind of <laughs> meet them halfway. But, uh, now, is that the same that was, lake I was talking to Jeff about uh, off of uh, the Coosa River? Well, I fished three. I fished the, on the Alabama River and the Coosa River. So I fished Logan Martin. Then I went to Mitchell. Then mm-hmm. I went to Jordan. I fished three lakes in three days and caught them in all three days. I mean, caught them well, too. I mean, but uh, Jordan's got the biggest fish I've ever seen consistently because, you know, I had 33 that day and all but two were over a pound and a half. I mean that's big, big soccer. I mean it was that really beautiful was cool. fishing. You might be able to make a living up there. Well, I was with a guy, a guy named Eric Cagle, and he's man, he's very, very good at his electronics, and he, he knows his business. And you know, as you know, I've been guiding a long, long time, and this guy is really good. I mean, I enjoyed him. He did a great job. So it was a good, good three days. What's that? Yeah, we've been having a little problem. Can you hear me okay now? I was asking yeah, what yeah, nature you Okay. Uh, we we actually I, I, I put Clyde's uh, little trout uh, not trout trailer but crappie trailer on it a few times and I caught him on that with with just just little grubs. Um, he gets a little grub that's got it's rubber with hair coming out the back of it. I don't know the name of it. He orders them out of Georgia. It was very effective. One sixteen out, and, and we were letting that thing go way down. Just. You know, just taking our time and getting down there and reeling it in, and also um, just those little archy archy jigs too. I mean, just rubber jigs. That's all. Just the plainest little thing you can believe. But the fish would follow that bait all the way up before they would hit. It was really, really a strange bite. But I, I'll deal with a strange bite to catch that kind of fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. You need to send me his information. I know I'm gonna get people that wanna book trips up there. Yeah, without a doubt. I just when I, I put it on, you know, a little Facebook vlog, and I told them they want to get just call me, and I would hook them up. I mean, he's very good. And then in the summer, he's going to go all the way up to Lake Grenada, and at Lake Grenada up in North Mississippi's got some serious fish up there. So, yeah, I know, you know about the Grenada. That's fantastic. Yeah, sometimes they do that pulling and backing and all, but I wanted to do single rod. You know, we was fishing those six foot rods, and sometimes we. Shooting it under the docks. I mean, I learned a lot. You know, it's different kind of fishing than what we do here, but it was very, very fun. And the boy is knowledgeable as he can be. I mean, I uh, I really enjoyed that. So now I'm supposed to fly fish this week, and it's in the river is going to be 69, and it's going to be blowing 30, gusting of 35 on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm going to try not to let that happen. <laughs> I'm going to try to. Postpone this trip for a few days. I mean, you could get away with that. You know, the way we fish on on the east side, you could get away with that kind of weather. But there's no way you could get away with it fly fishing. I mean, it's, no, it'll no. be detrimental to say the very least. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna make me a little phone call this morning and see if I can't postpone it about 
or two or three days because we finally got some good weather coming after this this barrage here. Looks like we're finally going to stable out a little bit and get a little better weather and uh, get things going. And then the river's going to start to fall. And by the 26th of the month, it's going to be down to 12 foot. So they say if we don't get another flood event. But but you know what? The, I passed by the rivers on the way home. And from the Mobile River to the Middle River to the next river, I don't know what the name is, the whole thing was complete one river. I mean, it was flooded <laughs> from river to river. And the same thing with the Pearl River. I mean, it's so flooded out of its banks. And all that's coming in the Lake Punch Train as well. That's a yeah, lot of water is. coming in there. You yes, know, it I, is. I, yes, I, I haven't heard anybody complain about that like they do the, the spillway. <laughs> and I know it's putting, oh, my gosh, it's got to be just dumping for months now because it's been flooded a long time. But that's just Mother Nature's way of doing it. So, I mean, we catch them in Venice, and, you know, as soon as it comes down, everything's coming our way. So, It'll be it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, uh, Grant did a great job yesterday on coordinating the, the rabbit and squirrel hunt. We had a great time down there. We missed you, though, but when I found out what you were doing, I said, well, he's probably happy doing that than hunting squirrels in a swamp, you know. <laughs> yeah, y'all killed some squirrels? We did. The dogs made a lot of noise. We treated a bunch of squirrels uh, and uh, ended up bagging a few. You know what they got in there is those uh, those bayou gray squirrels. You know, we got two species of gray squirrels in Louisiana. One has got the, the bright, bright white underside, and the other one is kind of a beige or brown. And they got a little bit of reddish in their fur. And that, that's the, that's what we saw down there. And they also had yeah, some he told fox me, squirrels. Yeah, he told me they had some fox squirrels, too. Um, they do sink, but the tail floats. <laughs> so you got something to grab them by the handle. Well, you see, if they hit a puddle, they, they'll sink in it, but the tail's always floating, so you can just grab it down. Most people don't shoot them over the real water, but, you know, in my experience, they sink. But, you know, the yeah. tail, something always seems to be sticking up there where you can see it. I guess that uh-huh. hair floats pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people said they, they, they float for a while, and then they sink. I don't know. <laughs> I've never had that when problem. When I hit them, they, they, they float. But I guess maybe it's the tail floating, and, you know, part of the body's submerged. Yeah. Yeah, because most of the time you shoot them and it's a little tiny slew that's not very deep or it's um, a little puddle there. So, you know, I found that they sink, but that tail's always sitting on top, you know, because <laughs> I guess that, that hair has got a little air in it and just like a Labrador, so keep them warm. <laughs> I like the squirrel hunt. I just, we just came home yesterday about midday, so we missed that. But but it was worth yeah. it to see that kind of soccer I tell you what, that that's a... That's a good trip, but yeah. I'll send you that. You can look at those pictures I've sent you. Yeah, so I can I drool. To, yeah, I sent him to the old crop and psyche. He went, oh, my gosh, those are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, good talking to you. Glad you had a good trip up there. We'll catch up with you again next week, my friend. All right, y'all, y'all going to do file talk today? Yes, we are. We'll do that from 8 to 9. Okay, Some interesting historical data we're going to talk about, about the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, how they actually withdrew from the Mississippi Flyway for a number of years. They voted to get out and did things through legislative wow. action. Pretty interesting. Well, it, 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 there's going to be some changes coming before this is over. I, it, I can see a, a tsunami coming at them. So we're going to, you know, oh, it's probably right. going to ripple all the way through the northern United States because every single person that fished with me from up there in the north either was hunting other flooded corn or beans, and some of them would flood them. And then if it froze over, they would flood them again. And the corn was planted to where 
every time they flooded it six inches higher, the ducks still had food. So, yeah, it's hard mm-hmm. to compete with that kind of stuff. Yep. We'll be listening and call us up if you got something to add. We appreciate it. Will do, buddy. Good to see you. Okay. See you next time. All right, there he goes, Ryan Lambert. You can check him out at CajunFishingAdventures.com. I'll tell you what, I get a lot of people that have gone there and been there and tell me how great it was. You know, one of the things I always mention was the food. He has got some excellent ladies doing some cooking down there. All right, we come back after this, going to tell you what else is coming up on More Outdoors immediately following this, and also get to some late text messages coming in at 870-870. We'll be right back. you listen to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking our text message board, the Point Coupee Parish Chapter Twin River Anglers Bass Club uh, had a False River Tournament last Friday. Caught a lot of bass in the two, three-plus pound range with bass beginning to move up to spawn. The restoration efforts there seem to be working as fishermen are noticing the quality fish are coming back at False River. And I am so glad to hear that. What a great fishery for bass that was. And uh, due to a, a number of very complicated reasons, some things that were done up there it kind of went away, but apparently is coming back. And those kind of numbers and those kind of size fish, of course, it's capable of producing much larger fish than that. And hopefully that restoration uh, effort will get it back up to where it once enjoyed uh, being one of Louisiana's premier big bass spots. All right, I want to remind you, if you love to eat wild game and seafood, who doesn't? Uh, but you're not crazy about cooking it. Uh, the Rummel High School Beast Feast is set for Wednesday, March 25th. Uh, this thing has grown so large since we started it somewhere over 20 years ago now. Uh, they moved it to the football field to accommodate the large numbers of people. And what you're going to find there, you pay one price. And you walk through and you get alligator sauce pecan. They got quail, uh, tamales made with venison or duck, uh, nutria tacos, they a lot of seafood, the black and red fish and charbroiled oysters, and Chef John Folt sends a crew there, also Drago's Restaurant. So it's everything from guys who cook at their camps and home to professional restaurant tours. And then we have a, a live auction. We auction off fishing and hunting trips. So put that on your calendar, Wednesday evening, March 25th, 530. That is on Severn Avenue in Metairie, Louisiana. You can get advanced tickets and even get a group table for your business associates if you'd like. Go to rummelraiders.com. And you don't have to be a student. You don't have to be an alumni, parent. It's open to everyone. Again, that's rummelraiders.com. You know them, the team that won the state championship in football this year. All right. I uh, got another uh, shooting event taking place. I told you about two of them already. We've got another one. This one is the ninth annual Sporting Clay fundraising shoot called One Man Shoot. This also benefits prostate cancer research and awareness. It's coming up at the end of the month, March 28th. This one will be in Denham Springs, Riverside Sporting Clays, 52400 Highway 16. It begins at 7, shuts down at 6. They've got an awards presentation, got a live auction, and all of the proceeds go to benefit Dr. Oliver Sartre's Prostate Cancer Research Fund at Tulane Cancer Center. And if you don't want to shoot, you just want to stop by and enjoy the festivities, $25 ticket will We'll cover you, and of course, your money goes for a, a great benefit. You can go to One Man Shoot, and that's O N E, One Man Shoot.com for more details. All right, also got information on the oldest freshwater fishing competition in the nation. It is the New Orleans City Park Big Bass Rodeo and Festival. It is scheduled this year for Saturday, March 28th at City Park in the Lagoons. 
Uh, $10, a whole $10 for adults, $5 for kids, very affordable. I've got fly fishing, brim categories, big bass category. You can even fish boats on the bayou if you fish over there in Bayou St. John out of a paddle craft. All right, that's March 28th. Go to BigBassFishingRodeo.com. All right, hope you'll be joining us at Radio.com for our two-hour live stream program. We're talking guns with Kevin Burgess from 7 to 8 and the Flyway Federation, Foulmouth Radio. Josh Goins joins us then. We'll talk about waterfowl management history and also the future of waterfowl. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.